Hello everyone, welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we are diving deep into the topic of astrology with my astrology teacher, Adriana Beta. Now, I want to point out first that astrology is a really meaty topic, and it can be intimidating when we think about learning this system. However, Adrian is going to share with us the ways that astrology can be used to have clarity on our life path, help us to feel confident in our decision making, but even more, helping us learn to accept exactly who we are, healing and transforming around understanding the different lenses that we hold and the different energies around how we may be perceiving life. There are so many layers to how astrology can help us have clarity about ourselves. And Adrienne's even going to talk about how she is dedicated to helping people who are in the realm of doing healing work, counseling, all of these different um, modes of support for others, how she can help them and you and me with learning how to implement this beautiful tool in order to support us in the sessions that we hold. So we deep dive into all of this and help you even understand how and why you are so much more than your sun sign and why you may even think you are nothing like your sun sign. There's a lot to share, so I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome to today's episode. We have a very special guest, my astrology teacher, Adrian Abeda. And I want to first of all thank you for being here today, Adrian. Welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So I'm excited because this topic in particular, astrology, is such a big, meaty topic. And so many people are curious about astrology. And even I was, and you know, I have to say, I'm so thankful for all that I've learned from you. But a lot of times people are intimidated by the idea of astrology. So one of the first things I wanted to ask you just about your own path and so we can get to know you, how did you even get into the study of astrology? Well, that's, um, there, there were stages of it. I think, um, first of all, as a child, and I mean probably under the age of 10, I was always really interested in astrology, sunshine astrology. I paid attention to horoscopes. Um, I paid attention to signs. And I, I think I already started learning the qualities of the signs. And I wanted to, I'm a Virgo, so I wanted to try to put everybody into a certain category and understand similar uh, characteristics and qualities associated with each person. So for me, it made perfect sense that if this person behaved this way, it meant that they were a Gemini. And I think at a young age, I started to just take a guess and wonder about people. Hey, are you an Aquarius? And, you know, being young and then in adolescence as well, you know, not really knowing much about human nature, but also kind of paying attention to the different qualities in the science. I, I think I started to develop like, the language or the lexicon of astrology in my head. It wasn't then until I got older, um, probably late teens, that I started reading every single book that I could to teach myself more about astrology. And, and as you said, it's 
it's a really big topic. And, and so I learned that there were planets associated with astrology. I learned that there were houses and I taught myself a great deal of the system. And it wasn't until I got to aspects that um, I got really confused. And mind you, like back then, which is not all that long ago, but we didn't have the same kind of computer software. So it wasn't like I was, or, or even like the internet so much in that way. It wasn't like I could go online and just learn. I had to like literally read a book. I had to literally draw up a chart, try to figure out what the ascendant was based on the time and the latitude, which is really complicated. And I don't encourage anybody to do it. <laughs> um, so I, I started to read as much as I could. And when I got to the point of trying to figure out aspects, I realized like, I, I don't get it. I, this is too complex for me. I couldn't figure out how to make sense of it. And it was at that time that I also started learning the tarot cards and numerology. So I became so steeped in all of these different arts and archetypes that I wanted to find a teacher. And, you know, again, it was not easy to locate somebody that teaches astrology. And it just so happened that while I was in, um, there's a metaphysical bookstore that's pretty well known in San Diego called the Controversial Bookstore. Yeah. And I happened to be in there looking at cards or whatever I was doing. And literally this card fell out on the ground and it said, so do you want to learn astrology? And I was like, um, yeah, thanks guys. Like <laughs> just fell on my toes. And I picked up the card and it said that the class had began the previous week. And so I immediately called up the person and said, uh, I'm really interested in learning astrology. I know that the class already began last week, but I promise you I'm really smart and I probably already know the stuff that you're going to teach in first class. There's like my Virgo know-it-all as well. <laughs> and so they, he said, actually, the class um, didn't start. It starts this week, which was two days later. And there I was in the class finally learning, um, learning the structure differently, but also, you know, learning how to fill in the blanks that I didn't know. And I was so impatient because of course it was beginner's astrology, which began with learning the qualities of the signs and the elements and the planets and the houses. And I was already much more advanced or so I thought, you know, and was, I would call the teacher and be like, okay, but if the sun is squaring Saturn, what does that mean? And he would say, you know, you're going to have to wait until that whatever week it was that we learned that. And so I kind of schmoozed my way in with the other teacher and I got him to release some of the information so that I could continue my studies. And, and I did. And I started, I, once somebody just kind of taught me the framework, I had already developed the language of astrology and I understood the archetypes. And so I was sort of able just to piece it together and understand the system. And to your first point, I mean, astrology, is, it, it does appear to be really big and complex. And don't get me wrong, it is. But it's, it's also logical and it's a system as well. And so when you start to understand the language, you start to, I guess, learn how to put the pieces together and it, and it builds on itself. And so it became something that was really, really, um, I think, natural for me. Yeah, and I think that's a really good um, point that you say, even calling it, it's a language. And 
what you said reminded me of too, even when I was younger, I became very interested in astrology, but it was just the quality of the sign. So I did a lot of reading books about what the different, you know, personality traits were of the different signs. And then I would be curious to know people's signs when I met them. But that was mm -hmm. the extent of what I understood. But one of the most beneficial things I think I've learned, um, especially from you, was understanding that we're so much more than our sun sign. So I think that's mm -hmm. a really big thing for people to understand too, because some people will dismiss astrology thinking like, oh yeah, I'm an Aquarius, but I don't seem like what I've read about Aquarius. Yeah. So can you explain yeah. even how we are so much more than our sun sign and the benefit of understanding like the other aspects that come into play on our chart? Sure. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a great question. And, and that's the problem I think that astrology runs into in terms of it being some, you know, fortune telling device or pseudoscience or something that isn't really real or it's generalized. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that the signs and the qualities of the signs, they are generalized. They're archetypes and right. archetypes are generalized patterns of experience. But the problem that astrology runs into is exactly what you're saying, is that we're looking at one facet of astrology. And mind you, it's one of the most important facets of astrology, um, of course. But there, you know, an astrology chart is composed of a sun and a moon and all the planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars. We don't use Earth. We're, we are on Earth exploring uh, the zodiac, if you will. So Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and we work with some other asteroids as well. But the, the thing is, is that each of these planets, so let me first just create kind of an image for you. Okay. If you imagine that at the moment of your birth, and this is why astrology um, is, is really precise as well. And unfortunately, not everybody has the documentation of their exact birth time. But for those of us that do, um, the, at the moment that you're born the, and the place that you're born, it creates, it creates a, what we would call like a static chart. So in other words, at the very moment that you're born, each of the particular planets is in a particular constellation or a sign, if you will. And so for that individual, their, their horoscope is what it's called. That's what we also refer to as a birth chart is comprised of all of these different planets in particular signs. So the sun is the most common one. And we, we know because we're you know, used to saying you know, that I'm a Leo or I'm a Virgo. And we know that based on where the sun is located. But the moon is also located in a particular sign that in fact changes signs every two and a half days. And Mercury is in a particular sign, and Venus is in a particular sign, and, and so on and so forth. And when we look at a horoscope, all of those planets are in particular relationships with one another. They're configured in a way that they're either um, what we call aspecting, either aspecting favorably or unfavorably. So for an individual to discuss just the qualities of their sun sign, it's, it's, it's lopsided in a lot of ways because you're only discussing the qualities of that person's basic energy, which again is very important, but you're not describing what their emotional energy is or what their needs are, how they think and communicate. So for example, 
you know, like I think you used a great example there. Uh, let's, let's stick with Aquarius. If somebody has a son in Aquarius, you know, we would say to them that you're very reasonable and rational. You want to figure out the truth. You're analytical. You're detached. Well, if that person equally has, let's even say Mercury in the sign of Pisces, which is highly likely, or their moon is in the sign of Pisces, then there's a very subjective emotional quality. In fact, typically people that are born with Mercury and Pisces often don't learn in the way that we are taught in school. Like they don't learn um, in a traditional way. They learn in a very different way. So for that person, when you tell them that that Aquarian, that these are the expectations that we have of you, they might not relate to that because that's not the way they think and process information. Does that make sense? And it makes total sense. And I have to say, I just want to, I mean, you make me think of this too, because this really speaks to like the bones and the foundation. And one of the biggest things I learned in your class that like kind of made an aha, like light bulb go out for me was when you um, taught us about how the sign speaks to how the planet is what and the house is where, because a lot of times when we say these things, even like my son is in this and someone may know what their sun, moon, and rising are, but not necessarily understand the energy around the planet and what that even really means. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's not just like my moon is in Pisces, but what does my moon even represent? So it, yeah. it kind of reminds me of, again, like you were saying, it's kind of layering and it's very logical and that makes such a huge difference when we just understand the components or the ingredients of, or the language, like you said, of astrology. Mm -hmm. So can you just very briefly, you know, speak about those three things to people um, just to give us a quick understanding of like, what's the difference between a sign, a planet in the house? Sure. Yeah. And I, you're a good student. You remembered all of those things. So um, <laughs> the planet is, the planet is the human drive. It is, if you will, um, the what. So if, if we think about human drive, there, this is something that's collective. We all have the human drive to express ourselves, to communicate, to make connections, to have an attitude or perception about the world. We all have the human drive to connect with others, to seek pleasure. We all have the human drive to try to protect ourselves, to assert ourselves, to apply our energy. What I just described right there were the planets, Mercury and Venus, and Mars. But how a person um, applies that energy will be described by the sign. And the sign is more the style, if you will. So for example, if we're talking about the drive of applying energy, protecting oneself, asserting oneself, and that's the planet, how it does that, if it is in a particular sign, like let's take, for example, Capricorn, then it, it is going to express itself different than say um, a planet in Pisces or excuse me um, let's say Mars in Pisces so while the human drive is still there which is represented by the planet the way in which it's done the style will be described by the particular sign that it's in now where that is placed will be determined by the house system and very briefly a house system is composed of 12 slices of pie if you will and those 12 slices correlate with the 12 different signs, but each of those areas um, is correlated to a particular area of life. And again, this area of life is an, it's an archetypal pattern. It's an experience or an area that all of us 
as human beings share. So for example, the first house, which is the most commonly known house because it is associated with the rising or the ascendant sign, is the house that represents our identity, our self-concept, the way that we look, how we physically interact with the outside world. And so a planet placed, again, let's say in the first house, if Mars is placed in the first house, then the way that a person interacts with the world or meets the world is going to have this extra punch of energy, if you will, because Mars is driven and assertive and aggressive. So this is going to be a strong personality type. Now, sticking with this saying that let's say Mars is in Pisces, which is sort of a weak Mars, then this might be somebody that, although there's a strong personality type, they're soft and they draw people in. They're magnetic. They're mysterious. They're not in your face but you can't help but notice them. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I like that, um, you know, the description of that, because I think it helps to paint a picture for people again, like how it is layered. And while if we Mm -hmm. think of it as an entire system, it does seem so overwhelming. But even having these basic, this basic understanding of how like these first layers work anyway, we can learn mm-hmm. so much about how our lives. So that's what I wanted to ask you about next, because I know that a lot of people are curious about astrology, but not necessarily, maybe they don't want to become an astrologer, but can you mm-hmm. share how this knowledge of even just what you spoke about, how it helps us to have even more understanding around maybe our life path, our relationships, how we just show up in the world? Absolutely. And I think that that actually, I mean, all of those things that you just said right there, an astrology chart, your birth chart is a map. It's a map of consciousness. This is the, all of the human experiences that we will have. And, and also we haven't even talked about the aspects, which is a little bit more of the advanced side of that. All of the experiences and the difficulties and the trials and and all the family curses, if you will, these are the complexes in the um, aspects, they're all right there in front of us. So the reason why I became so interested in astrology to go back to that was because it helped me figure out, well, it helped me figure out the world. It helped me figure out my place in the world and it helped me figure out others. It's this system that brings about this level of awareness. And that level of awareness is um, on the surface, you know, people behave in certain ways and not everybody is the same. But if we understood how to interact with people based upon what their needs are, or we could make sense of their behavior, what a more harmonious world we would have. Right. So I think just for, you know, the, the curious seeker, astrology is an incredible system of self-awareness, you know, much in the way that people are so interested in all these personality systems like the MMPI, the Enneagram, and for that matter now on Facebook, there's every single, you know, freaking personality assessment you can possibly think of. Why do people take those quizzes? Because they're curious about themselves. They want to know more about what does this mean about me? Well, you know, an astrology chart, it's not, um, it's not something that we're like being asked questions and making subjective interpretations it's there in front of us. So it helps us understand ourselves. And I, and I think for just the average person, it's, that's something that we're all kind of curious about. If not, you know, about ourselves, then maybe about the person we're interested in or right. our boss or our kids or whatever, right? We have all this information right in front of us and anybody can learn this. 
Yes. And that's the thing. And I have to say, I mean, this reminds me of, again, it helps us or it helped me, I will say anyway, to stop beating myself up around certain traits that Mm. I had or certain patterns that I had. And it helped me to have like more understanding around my, you know, functionality or my lens, my various lenses. And then because I stopped beating myself up through what I learned about me through my chart, it also gave me the opportunity to go like, okay, well, how could this actually be a benefit or how can I kind of skew this to not be so, you know, challenging in my life? So just for example, I mean, you know, of course, you know, everyone's charts by heart, (laughs) like my sun (laughs) being in Aquarius and my moon being in Pisces, like I do have an interesting tug of war, but that Pisces moon, I was so, you know, like, ew, I don't want to be emotional, all little, you know, (laughs) love bug, all of these things. And I denied that part of me for a very long time and built a very strong wall around myself of trying to like deny this aspect of me. But when you um, taught me about, you know, astrology, but my chart in of itself, it made me more accepting and like curious about this part of my nature that I then, you know, started building a relationship with another part of me. So I think it's one of the beautiful things um, for people to know. It's, it really does help us build a better relationship with ourselves, I think. Yeah, thank you. That, that's really well said too. And I think there's, it's always better said when someone can describe like how it's helped them. And, you know, one of, I think my missions in life, I feel like I've been put on this earth to do is in any way, shape or form, help people accept themselves. Yes. You know, we're so um, accustomed to trying to change, to improve, to be better at one day as if, but if we could just accept things as they are and accept the person that we are, then we work with ourselves. We work with our set of problems. Yep. And, you know, building upon that too is creating meaning is so important. And, you know, I think that what you said is, is one of the most beautiful things that I love working with people using their chart is to help them to create meaning, to give different meaning to something that they may not have been aware of or been ashamed of or they just have a conflict, an internal conflict, where we as human beings are so uncomfortable with conflict and things that are competing. We want it to be this or that. But the nuances that exist in between, which are infinite, is really where life is lived. And in astrology, we were able to see that this energy, because that's what each of these planets is, is on a particular spectrum. So while there might be difficulty implicated in a horoscope, that difficulty can be modified by leveraging other um, talents and gifts and strengths. And I think what it also does, which I find is most important, is it almost gives us this sense of ease as if like the world isn't happening to us. I'm not a victim of my circumstances. I'm a participant in life. And this is how I want to show up. And these are the tools that I bring to the table. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad that you're sharing all of this because it also makes me think that a lot of times when we hear astrology too, there's so many people that only have it in the box of horoscopes and that's their only Mm -hmm. relation to astrology is like, oh yeah, 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 I read my horoscope in the newspaper or something like that. But for Mm -hmm. people to really understand that it really is a system that's so much bigger and like the depth of this and that it can be this tool of, you know, healing, understanding. And I mean, like, yeah, there are so many other layers, like people use it for predictive 
things. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things too, I will share personally, like I go to Adrian once or twice a year to get my chart mm-hmm. done, <laughs> just to kind of look your, at the like, forecast. We'll call yeah. it a, your yearly my, forecast. Yeah. My yearly <laughs> forecast. And it is, it's, it's unbelievable how, uh, on point it is. I mean, just to say in the most basic way, because there will be so many things that she's able to share with me about the energies and different um, things that will be highlighted in my path for the upcoming year. And then, you know, as my year goes on, I may have forgotten about, you know, the session that we had. And then these things start popping up and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is what, yes, it was in my chart. That's so unbelievable. But I wanted to um, ask you about, because I know you have a class, which I'm really excited about, online. Because Wait, can, as- I, can I actually speak to that real quick, what you just yeah. said, Yolanda? Yeah. Because I think actually that's, that's the other component of astrology that we didn't talk about yet. And that, that predictive side, I think, is also something that can be incredibly helpful as, I mean, a, for lack of a better word, like a psychological tool for something, yes. a, a light in the darkness. And, you know, astrology is not only something that's static, as in it's your, your horoscope that you're born with, but there are, there are something called transit and arc. There's, basically, it's another system for predicting the themes. Astrology, and although it appears to be really complex, it's a system of patterns. And once you understand patterns, you start to see the same thing over and over again. And so when you come in for a forecast or someone comes in for a forecast, what I'm doing is I'm looking at where the planets are currently configured in the zodiac and how they're making relationships to your particular chart. And what's so important about this is that in your particular chart, you have all of these different complexes, all of these different behavioral patterns that are developing and growing and evolving. And it's during these opportunistic times that it almost accesses or activates this particular pattern in your chart. And so, you know, like, as you say, it's like coming in and saying, okay, so here's the plan for this year. These are the themes that you're going to run into. How can you better live into them and into yourself in a way that I think promotes growth? And at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want. We want to grow as individuals. So that area of astrology is also an integral part to becoming the person that we are. Well, I have to point out too, since you mentioned it, there was a year, it was either like last year, maybe the year before, where there was this um, challenging stretch that was going to be coming up for me. (laughs) And I will also add that Adrienne also includes um, numerology in her readings as well. But there was going to be this like challenging stretch that came up and it actually helped me to deal with it after have you know, being or having this discussion with you around the possibility of what was going to be coming up. And again, that exactly that, like considering best ways to support myself through it. Because had I not known that, I probably would have felt like the universe just punched me in the face and I would have been in so much, (laughs) you know what I mean? But because I understood what, you know, was going to be potentially coming up, I was able to go through it with less resistance and more understanding and even though it was still challenging, it wasn't, I didn't feel like, you know, victimized by these unseen forces. I didn't know what was happening in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you said the magic word there, less resistance. Right. You know, the the more that we can accept and roll with what is, it doesn't mean it's going to be easier. It's going to feel good, but at least we understand that, okay, there's meaning and there's purpose in this. 
some of which I'm go is going to be yielded in the moment, and most of which is going to add on to, you know, my character, if you will. Yeah, and so I just wanted to ask you too around this because the only, I guess, transit you, we commonly hear about, like everyone talks about their Saturn return. And so, you know, mm -hmm. it's something that people are somewhat familiar with, or at least if nothing else, they've heard the term, you know, ooh, my Saturn return. Mm -hmm. But from even what you're sharing, it speaks to other things that will come up, other transits that we will experience. And it's not that we just have to wait every, you know, 30 years for some event mm -hmm. to happen in our lives. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's really interesting. And I'm, again, glad that we're having this conversation because I think it opens up the window for people to see more of what's available to all of us in understanding Absolutely. technology, even on a basic level. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as you say, too, like the Saturn return, which is a really common one, um, is it's something that's developmental. It happens to everybody at a particular time, whereas most transits are happening as a result of, you know, for example, everybody, every cardinal sign, so that's Cancer and Capricorn, Libra and Aries, it's born right around the 11th and 12th and 13th. Is They're all going through a Pluto transit right now. Not, not other people, but just people that have those uh, particular planets in that area of signs. Mm -hmm. And so those transits change according to your particular chart. And I think what's beneficial to that is understanding, okay, so if this is what's going on right now, it helps me make sense of A, why I'm feeling so crazy, B, why I feel like I want to blow shit up, yeah. why I feel like I can't make decisions, why I keep falling in love with people that are not available to me. So it, it, I think it helps to normalize the experience, but with that comes responsibility of the individual then to live consciously into that, um, into that change. You know what I have to point out about you too, and one of the things I really appreciate about the way that you um, teach astrology is you take the fear out of it. So you, you actually like even in a comical way of how you really make sure we don't attach to judgment or um, you know, different uh, ideas around certain signs and certain planets, you know, like if I heard Scorpio and I would cringe, you would, you know, call me out <laughs> on it. Like, ho ho hold on, hold on, you know, like let's look at the gifts and the challenges and frame it differently. So I think that's a really cool thing too, is you really do um, uh, teach it in a way that takes away the fear of even things like that, like a Saturn return and, you know, that can sound mm -hmm. scary to people based on what we read about it. But when you look at it from a different perspective and understand how you can, again, kind of support yourself through the process and how amazing it can be. I, mine was amazing, but, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really cool thing to, to kind of not hear like Pluto and want to go hide under a rock or, you know what I mean? Like, totally. Yeah. And I, you know that I stay away from negative and positive, good and bad. Like right. it just is, it's an energy and this energy might hurt. This energy might not bring about pleasure. You know, for example, when people come in all excited and they're like, okay, I've got this great idea. I'm thinking about starting this business and I'm thinking that I want to do this and, you know, and then I can do that. And they're so excited about it. You know, I, I, if they've got like Neptune crossing the midheaven, I, you know, I have to let them know that, well, you know, that's going to be a little bit challenging right now. And the things that you try to put forward, they, 
they're going to fall apart. So it's not to say, no, it's a bad time. Don't do it. It's letting right. them understand that you're doing this under an inauspicious time to support the kind of productivity you want. Yes. Right. So again, it's not good or bad. It just is. And, it, and I think that that, at least for me, arms me to know what I'm dealing with. I want to be, I want to have as much information and knowledge as I can so that I can go out into battle. And that it kind of brings it back to like you describing our charts even as like a map of consciousness because it does help us to prepare and like better navigate ourselves and consider even that's what I think I love about I love about it too mm -hmm. is it makes you more insightful about your decisions and your choices so that again you yeah. don't feel like life is just happening to you but it's kind of like okay well this is what co is coming up so how are you going to navigate this and here mm -hmm. are some things that can support you yeah this part might be tough but guess what in that discomfort there may come like this beautiful insight and in all of these things. So yeah, yes. and there are so many um, reasons I think this is a beautiful language to learn. Beautiful language, beautiful system. Yeah, mm -hmm. and not lastly on that, because we go on forever. And this is my right. favorite part is when we start getting into this. But you think about all of the planets were named after God. And so mythically speaking, or archetypally speaking, these planets, when they, when they're, we have transits, or even as we approach them in our own chart, the average person that's just, all they want to know is the basis. You know, if you understand what, let's say again, Venus is like in your chart, and Venus as being the goddess Aphrodite, and understanding even the story of Aphrodite and what she needs, right. then if you can interact and engage in a numinous way. If I know that there's to use, you know, the scary planet of Pluto or, you know, Scorpio, if Pluto's coming to transit something, then I, I treat Pluto as though, well, I'm Pluto, it hates, it is God. And gods, if they need sacrifices and they need gifts, we have to appease the gods. If the gods come, then I know that this God is asking and expecting of me to transform myself is asking for me to be raw and vulnerable. So I'm not going to come at Pluto during that time with all my excuses and reasons why I shouldn't have to change, right? right. That, that's right. not what that God wants from me. So there's so many beautiful and imaginal ways to engage in your horoscope as well. Yeah, and I think it also gives that opportunity of us recognizing we can work with these energies instead of feeling yes. like we're in combat with them. Yes. Yeah, we could go on all day, but I know I don't want to take your entire day. So one of the things I am really excited about, and we'll talk about it in a minute, is Adrian is going to come into the Seeker Circle on Sunday the 29th and talk with us live about astrology one-on-one. -on -one. So if you want to ask her questions or learn some more, like an extension of this conversation, be sure to join us in the Seeker Circle um, for Sunday the 29th. Mark your calendar. But you also have an online course coming up. And I'm excited about this because people will always ask me, like, what books to buy or how can I learn about astrology? And I'm like, if you come to San Diego, you can meet my teacher. But you're going online. So I know you have a class coming up on August 1st. Is this for beginners? What does it entail? What's happening? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, first, let me publicly thank you so much. You've been prompting my ass to do this for more <laughs> years than I want to admit. But unlike your Aquarian brilliant self, I am not super good at technology. So let me start by saying, even if you don't feel like you are, you know, 
techie or savvy in that regard, this, this online class is really simple. If I can do it, that means that anybody <laughs> can do it. So let me just like that, because I think that that may sometimes discourage people because they feel like, wait, I don't even know how to use this or that. It's really simple. Right. Um, but, but that said, it, uh, so it is a beginner's class and it's the language of astrology. And in this course, what I plan to do through a series of, um, of online uh, discussions and presentations and then actual live presentations where I'm engaging with people, because you know that's my favorite part of teaching, yes. um, is I plan to teach people the language of astrology. So the characteristics of the signs, understanding that the signs are actually broken even further down into elements. So you might have heard people say, oh, you know, I have a, I'm a water sign or I'm an air sign. And also modes, that's a little bit less common to um, the average person, but it's really basic. And so each sign, the elements, uh, the planets, what each particular planet means, I'm going to also discuss the planets in particular signs. So the example that I gave, you know, Mars and Aries versus Mars and Pisces, your sun and your moon blend, which I should say is the most important aspect of your horoscope. If you knew that alone, what your sun and your moon was in and how it corresponds, that would tell you probably 90% of your personality structure. Um, and then I'll also briefly uh, begin to talk about the house system. The house yeah. system is where it starts to get, as you know, gets a little more complex. So that will be in the intermediate part of astrology, like part two. But right. part one is really designed just to make people feel really comfortable throwing around, you know, the word, my mercury is in, you know, Sagittarius. Oh, well, my Venus is in Pisces. Yeah. Making people aware of the language and how to use it appropriately. And this is designed for anybody. You don't need to know any previous knowledge. And actually, those that, that do know and feel like, well, I actually know the qualities of the signs and the planets fairly well, uh, my approach might be a little bit different than what you're used to. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really hoping that everybody wants to take it because I think that the more that we know, the better, better we become as a society. Yeah. And I have to point out a couple of things. One, I would say it's even helped me in my practice as someone who does energy work and energy healing and having more of an understanding. Like sometimes I will ask someone like if I can look at their chart or these types of things and even understanding a, um, what you, like a more um, effective way of communicating with this person or not being in judgment yeah. of their communication because I have more understanding around different aspects on their chart. So no matter what we practice, even if you're a practitioner of something, this is also a really cool tool for your you know, personal tool belt. But I wanted to point out, because you said about the elements and just to really quickly, Adrian even breaks that down for you because even though we might say like, I'm an Aquarius, yes, I'm an air sign, a lot of times that's just where we leave it. And a lot of people don't recognize that there's actual quality to the different elements. So recognizing that a Sagittarius is a fire sign, there, there's meaning in that. Like there's meaning in them being a fire sign on top of, again, like the mode that you mentioned. So yeah, I think it's really, really cool when you kind of deconstruct it all and get to see what all of this stuff means that you're not just kind of words around. And that's the, the, so I want to respond to two things. And that's really where the system, the systematic approach begins. Like even if you, if you don't remember um, the qualities of the sign Pisces, but you know, it's a water sign, just knowing the qualities of a water sign, which is emotional and subjective 
and compassionate and caring, even just kind of knowing those qualities, suddenly it, it rings a bell that it's like, oh, well, Pisces must be this way. And so I build upon the system. I continue to build upon the system all the way until we get to aspects. So it's, it's, it's as if having this foundation will help if somebody decides to go even further in, in understanding something that they've already built upon. It, it really is not, doesn't get that much more complicated if you can keep bringing it back to uh, the system and the language. Right. And I also want to respond to what you said. Thank you. This is my favorite part, too, is that, I mean, my ultimate goal, what I would love is I would love to teach other healers this system because I think it's so important and it's so accessible. And even if, you know, yourself, you don't want to be an astrologer, but you're trying to facilitate healing and help and service for another individual. This is just a tool to help you with that. And this is a tool that is so pointed and precise that you can speak to almost every aspect of the individual and yes. engage. And I think healing is a process of engagement. We don't heal others. We, you know, are the, the conduit of that. Yes. And it, I mean, I can't even tell you, I mean, we don't have time now to go into it, but it has helped me so much in sessions in ways that I would never have expected, you know, I mean, but it's, it's yeah. just one of those things. Once you do connect with it, you start to see how it pops up kind of in the same way um, Adrian also teaches tarot, but in the same way that you may have certain encounters in life and then certain cards will come to mind and, you know, um, anyway, and that can support us as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. If you've yeah. had any interest in astrology, you know, sign up for her course. It starts on August 1st, but if people can't come live, yeah. this is going to be recorded, right? So can they do it at their right. own? So Yes. So what will happen is that the, the um, different presentations of classes um, will be trolled, I learned that word, um, over the course of that month. So August 1st, you'll get your first class. It's A lot of this is you're doing on your own. You can do it at your own pace. And then there will be two live classes um, on, the, on two weekends in August. Um, I don't have the calendar in front of me, but I know that one of them is a Saturday and one, one of them is a Sunday consecutively. And in that live discussion, if somebody is unable to make it, and I made it very early in the morning for people that might be in very different time zones, it will be recorded. And I am happy to also include that in the course as well. Um, it would be best if the person could be on there because that's when they get the opportunity to ask me as many questions as they want and actually for us to use their chart in our discussion as well, because the best right. way to learn is to apply it to yourself. Yeah. Oh, that was like one of the most fun parts of your classes is when you would put our charts up and then we all get to yeah. talk about what we see. <laughs> like that was my favorite part of class. Um, yes. actually, and what really helped things to stick, like having that, um, opportunity to like translate what it was that we were seeing. So yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, like um, but so I will put the website, your website in the show description, but can you tell people how okay. to contact you and how to sign up for the class? Yes. Sure. So um, to sign up for the class, you can actually go uh, direct, directly to my website, which is adrianaveda.com. Um, Yolanda will include that in the link. It's rather long to, to spell yeah. and you want to get the correct spelling. Um, and you can also reach me uh, via email, adrian at adrianaveda.com. My phone number is 619-917-0998. If you have questions or anything, I encourage you to give me a call. I love to talk about this stuff. 
and I hope that I get some people that want to to learn astrology and play with me. Yeah, and you know, it is a lot of fun. And so I will absolutely put all of the links um, down below of how to contact you. And I just want to thank you again for coming on to talk about astrology here, but also for you know your offer of coming to talk to us in the secret circle on the 29th. So again, if you want to yeah. talk to Adrian live and you know extend this conversation, be sure to put that on your calendar the 29th of July. She will be there in the secret circle and then a good way to start off for that class so uh yeah yes. thank you so much adrian for coming today and thank you for the opportunity and i look forward to next time yep absolutely see you soon love today's show has ended but there are more tools available learn how to access your free gifts and work with yolanda personally by going to yuchi.com the link is provided for your convenience in the show description And if you find value in the podcast, remember to share your love by leaving a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time. Remember to always journey in love. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.